This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community and for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Good morning, everybody. That was Herm Edwards coaching the New York Jets several years ago. And if you remember that very famous press conference and quote from him, that's what we're going to talk about today, winning and losing. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show here from the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB, our flagship station in Kansas City. Look forward to doing this show with you every week as we talk about the mental side of sports. And today we're going to delve into this issue. What is What does losing mean? How do you cope with it? How do you react to it? How do you respond to it? Our shows are rebroadcast throughout the country, a number of cities, and podcasted everywhere. You can listen to podcasts on all the sites, especially on my website, winnersunlimited.com. If you are a football fan, you know what happened last Sunday. The Rams beat the 49ers, and the Chiefs lost to the Bengals. So it's the Rams and the Bengals in the Super Bowl here in Kansas City. It's been a depressing week. If you're a Chiefs fan, which most people, not everybody, most people are. It's been a difficult time for a lot of people to move on. The expectations were high, especially when the Chiefs were ahead 21-3 to in the first half. But they lost. And so here's the deal. You have to learn how to deal with these things, how to move on, and handle it. Four years in a row in the AFC Championship game is pretty damn exciting. If you listen to this show, you know I've been a Chiefs fan my whole life. I went to the first game they ever played and basically been to most games when I've ever been in town my whole life. Went to the very first Super Bowl and went two years ago. And I have to say, wonderful experiences. I went to the first one with my father, which the Chiefs lost, and went to the one two years ago, which they won with my eldest son, which may have been as much fun as I've ever had. The excitement of winning a championship, and I don't care if it's in T-ball, high school ball, college ball, professional, the, the Olympics, whatever. The, the excitement of, of coming out on top and winning 
is ecstatic. But sports is about a lot of things. It's about learning to handle success and failure, winning and losing, building confidence, learning what happens when you don't have the confidence and things don't go well. I work with athletes all over the country. And this is a topic I get more and more from younger and younger athletes, by the way. Struggling with losing, struggling with the pressure of failing. That's what I want to get into today. How do you handle success and failure? How do you handle winning and losing? What's the best way to move on from it? And, of course, it depends on what level you're playing at. If you're in youth sports, to me, winning and losing is secondary. It should be about fun. It's about development. It's about learning skills. It should be about learning how to play a game, learning how to deal with success and failure, and learning that failure is part of it. No matter how good you are, you're going to screw up. So how do you cope with that? How do you react to that? Winning in youth sports is great. It's always fun to come on on top. But what do you really learn from that? Do you learn that you're better than the other people? Do you get a little bit cocky and arrogant about yourself? And if at a, at a young age you consistently win or do well, what happens when you finally don't? Because I don't care who you are, at some point you're going to screw up. At some point you're going to lose. And the nature of sports is that is this. When you play a sports contest, unless you can tie, someone's going to come out on top with the score and someone's going to come out on the bottom. And here's the deal. Unfortunately, the whole issue of winning has become more and more important at younger and younger ages. At the youth sports level, you get trophies, you get plaques, you get ribbons if you come in first. You get them if you play, which we've talked about many times. I think it's fine the first year you play in a, in a sport, first year you play the trombone in the band, the first year you are a ballet dancer, you get some kind of acknowledgement for participation the first year at a youth sport level but then not after that then it's what are you learning about yourself if you listen to the show you know I've played sports my whole life I've talked up 67 years old God help me I'll play till I'm in my 90s if I make it that far which I hope to I love competition I love the challenge of trying to improve so if you're a sports fan, when your team loses, when you lose, how do you react to that? I'm going to open up our phone lines today. I'd like to get some calls in here today and hear from you if you're a coach. How do you handle failure? How do you coach losing? How do you coach your team when they don't do well? What do you do to help them grow and learn? I'd love to hear from you and get your thoughts on that. If you're an athlete and you've lost, you've failed, especially in the big game, the championship game, 
the game you wanted to win? How do you move on? You know, teams change every year, especially at the professional level. There's usually about a 15 to 20 player turnover for most professional NFL teams every year in terms of personnel. Even when the teams win, there's still a lot of change. People retire, people get traded, people don't want to play anymore, people are injured. So you have to learn to handle that and move on from it. So I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, if you're a parent, you're an official, how do you deal with losing? I'd like to get some calls in here today and see what you say about it. Because this is a topic I think we all have to grow and learn from. I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan, playing flat and simple, it sucked last week. It sucked, especially to be up 21-3 to in the first half, to see the team not win. But unfortunately, these things happen, and you have to learn and grow from it and move on from it. If you're a player or a coach on that team, I think they will. If you're a fan, it's hard. You get disappointed. But you have to move on. I'd like to get some calls in here and see what you think. If you're a coach, if you're a fan, if you're a parent, you're an athlete, what does losing mean? Do you learn from Have you learned from it? Can you grow from it? Can it make you better? Or does it make you weaker? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're on the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Losing is a disease as contagious as bubonic plague. Attacking one, but infecting all. Hello, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and that was a scene from The Natural, the movie with Robert Redford. Great movie about baseball years ago where they had a psychologist come in and talk about losing. And that's our topic today. What does losing mean? How do you cope with it? How do you react with it? In light of the AFC Championship game last week where the Chiefs lost, favored to win, expected to win, and up by 21-3, to shockingly lost in the second half, although some people say not so. But how do you cope with it? How do you react with it? If you're a fan, if you're a coach, if you're an athlete. And we have a caller this morning. Let's see what Phil has to say. Phil, good morning. How are you? Hey, um... When it comes to losing, especially as a fan, I think we've got to keep it in perspective. You know, one of the most joyous times was that Super Bowl win that I was able to share with my 19-year-old son. I held him and cried after we won. But in reality, I still had to pay my mortgage payment. The Chiefs winning the Super Bowl 54 didn't stop the pandemic. We've got to keep in, in perspective that we're not being paid to be fans, and it is entertainment. I give myself a few days to mourn it because it is sad. But in all reality, life goes on. We still have to pay our bills. We still have to feed our kids. And, and it ultimately doesn't affect our lives much either way. And, and I think as an athlete, I think losing is important because – in life, you're not always going to win, and you have to be able to know how to pick yourself up and work through it and, and improve and make adjustments. If you don't do that, when you get off the field, you're going to have a hard time in life. And um, and as we've seen at the beginning of the year, you know, not being quick to make those adjustments made it hard on the field. You, you have to have the ups and downs, and 
the ups aren't nearly as good if you don't know what the down is. Um, and as bad as that game was, keep in mind, Patrick Mahomes never threw his, uh, his tablet in the trash. And like Rock once said, at least we scored. Listen, Phil, first of all, I want to thank you for calling. Second, you're, I couldn't agree with you more. And you're exactly right. It, it, you know, you have to go pay your bills after that. And you have to move on in life. And, you know, we put our heart and soul into some things sometimes that we don't have any control over. And, and one of them's watching a sporting event that we're not participating in. Yeah. And it, as, a, as a fan, it's very difficult when you spend a lot of money, you spend a lot of time, you make a lot of plans to focus on that team or on that, that sport, and then it doesn't come out the way you want. I, I try to look at it, and I agree with you, I, I try to look at it in perspective. Number one, this is a very entertaining football season. And four years right. in a row, the Kansas City Chiefs have made it to the AFC Championship game. I'm not sure if anybody else has done that in their home stadium. I think, it's the, I think it's the only team that's ever done it. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two... Like I said, I've been going to Chiefs games since the first game they ever played. I've got the program from the first game. I've got all the Super Bowl one memorabilia. I was there. I've seen so many games where they've won and so many games where they've lost. I've had friends call me from all over the country about this, you know, when we get to this level because they know I'm such a fan. And, the, and because I also work with a lot of – I've worked with, gosh, over 30 Chiefs players. I'm working with some right now. And I, wor- I work with a bunch of NFL players. Mm-hmm. Mitch Morris, who plays for Buffalo, who's been on this show many times with me, you know, they lost a very, very, uh, in an upsetting way to the Chiefs two weeks ago. But, you know, Mitch Mitch has gone on in his life. He'll come on the show again. He just had his second child, and he's got life to move on with. And, you know, it's a bummer. But you know what? You learn and grow. And as a sports fan, if you put all your heart and soul into that, you're missing out on some things because you've still got to go pay your bills and go home at night and, you know, get up in the morning and go to work. And yep. I think you've hit it right on the head. So so let me ask you personally, how have you handled this this past week? You said it, it took about a day or so to yeah. get over the disappointment. I gave myself a couple of days to, to, to just go through the disappointment and realize that, you know, if when Todd Haley was coach, somebody would say you'd go, you'd host four straight uh, uh, AFC championship games and go one for one in the Super Bowl, I would have been ecstatic. And and keep that in mind that the accomplish uh, the accomplishments that they've had is that Buffalo game alone is worth all the entertainment dollars you can have. And and as hard as it is as a fan, we're not putting in 120 hours a, a week years on end like the coaching staff is we're not brutalizing our body the way the players are you know we we may second guess them but it's a lot harder for them to deal with these losses than it is for us well and and putting things in perspective uh late november i had harrison bucker and tommy townsend on the show and it's a great great interview it's on our podcast on my website and everywhere and you talk about pressure See, this is one thing I've talked to a number of my clients about. Look at what Harrison Bucker did in both of those games. You talk about pressure. 49 and 44-yard field goals as time expires for the season to continue and end. And he he nailed both of them. 
So what's yep. that? What's that saying about his mindset? His his ability to focus and handle pressure. And I think that's one thing I've I, you know I've shared with a lot of clients this week. I said you've been disappointed about the team losing, but I said let's look at a couple things. And 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 the other thing is this. And I put something on Twitter. You know, Patrick Mahomes, I've never met him, but I admire him immensely. He has handled this. You know, obviously, he's he's got to be extremely disappointed and upset. Oh, yeah. But, but publicly, he came out after that game, as he does with every game, and did interview, did his interview and said, look, you know, I've got to do better. I've got to, I've got to learn from this. I've got to grow from this. I've got to become a better better person, a quarterback from this. Well, a perfect example. Exactly. So one, one, one thing. So, so my point was, I think his statement right there said mm-hmm. more about him as a person and as a leader than it, than any win or loss. Anyway, go ahead. A perfect example of of how losing and being able to learn from it is critically important. If Jordan had not had such a hard time getting past the Pistons early in his career. Would his career have been as great as what it was? I mean, that was a driving, motivating factor, and gave him the ability to adjust and overcome. I think you're right, and and here's the thing: you know, if you don't learn from when things don't go your way, you're probably not going to get any better. And no. I mean, it, it, the greatest, I think that the greatest way to say it, losing sucks. There's no other way to put it. It just does. It's no fun. It, there's nothing good about it from a personal perspective, except if you decide I'm going to learn from this, and it's going to make me better. And if you do that, then it becomes a tremendous learn, a learning experience and growth experience for you. Listen, Phil, yep. I want to thank you so much for calling, sir. You, great great thank points. You. I'm glad you're doing well. It, it, it is a bummer to, when your team loses, but you know what? You move on. It sounds like yeah. you have, and uh, thank you so much for listening. Appreciate it. Looking forward to training camp. Yes, take care. Thanks. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Today's topic is this here on the Sports Psychology Hour. What does losing really mean? How do we learn from it? How do we grow from it? It was a great call, and I'd love to hear from you. If you're a coach, what do you say to your team? How do you help them learn and grow from losing? If you're an athlete and you've screwed up and failed, how do you learn from it? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. That was Rocky. You remember those movies? Those were great movies. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. And today's topic is this. What do we learn from losing? How do we grow from it? How do we get something from it? If you're a coach... 
and your team loses a big game, a game you hope to win, how do you move on from that? How do you grow from that? How do you learn from that? Now, we're obviously in Kansas City. University of Kansas is just, just up the road. Last Saturday, KU got destroyed by Kentucky in a basketball game at Allen Fieldhouse. As someone who was KU's first sports psychologist, I watched that game and being a KU fan, disappointed to see that happen. But what have they done? They came back and beat Iowa State on the road, a ranked team, on Monday. And then yesterday, destroyed Baylor, who many have picked to win the national championship this year. So obviously, and the game Monday night, they played with their top player, Ochai Baje. So obviously, they learned something from the loss. They took something to help them. And that's a tribute to Bill Self and his coaching staff, what they what they work with those players on. Because here's the thing in sports. Unless you retire, you're going to have another game. And you may retire from whatever you're doing, and you may do something else. You know, there have been books written about winning, books written about losing. I co-authored a book with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone called Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes for Youth Sports. It's not called Just Let Them Win. It's called Just Let Them Play, because I think at the youth sports level, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, I think we put too much emphasis on winning in kids' sports. And I think the score, unfortunately, becomes more important sometimes than the growth process. You know, Kobe Bryant broke a record two years before he retired, God rest his soul. Two years before he retired, he'd missed more shots than anybody in the history of the NBA, and he played two more years. And let's face it, he took a heck of a lot more shots after he retired. Or excuse me, I, I misspoke there. After that, that year before he retired. Who knows if anyone will ever break that record. Most missed shots in NBA history, and he's a, obviously a first-round first Hall of Famer. One of the greatest players ever to play. If you play a sport, you're going to fail. If you play a sport, you're going to lose. If you play a sport, you're going to make mistakes. I have so many athletes that come in my office and talk about being perfectionists. I had a 10-year-old soccer player a couple weeks ago who came in and said she is a perfectionist. And I looked her in the eyes and I said, well, what's that mean? Well, I have to make every play. Well, do you know? And I get really mad and upset at myself if I don't. And the reason she was there, her parents brought her in because they said, you know, she's not handling this very well. And I said, well, what do you say to her? Well, that's why we're here, because we don't know what to say to her. She gets angry if she loses, she, she misses a shot, she makes a bad play. Well, that's a learned behavior. Somewhere along the way, somebody, whether it's parents, coaches, teammates, whatever, influenced her and got her to that point. So we've got some work ahead of us. So once again, if you're a coach, if you're a fan, you're an athlete, when you lose, how do you move on? Do you move on and grow from that, or do you let that eat you up and destroy you? If you're a fan and you're a big fan of your team and your team loses like the Chiefs did last week in the AFC Championship game in front of close to 80,000 people, in the stadium, and millions watching on TV, 
how do you move on from that as a fan? Like our first car, Phil said, you know, he was disappointed for a couple days and he moved on and said, hey, I still have to get up and go to work the next day. I've got to pay my bills. You know, being a fan is an interesting scenario because you, you invest time, energy, money into your team. You buy clothing, you decorate your house, your cars, your, you know, it, it, it's like when the Royals a few years ago got into the World Series Everyone's wearing royal stuff. And the Chiefs have been good for a while. Everyone wears Chief stuff. You, know, you you support your team in many ways. One is by, you know, wearing their clothing and things like that. It gets you pumped up. But then when your team loses, do you put all that away and don't wear it because you're embarrassed? How do you handle that? All right, Blake, you played sports. You lost a lot. You won a lot. What was the difference for you? <clears throat> I played on a team that held the NCAA longest losing streak record, but I that was that was the, before I got there. And then I'm the, glad you clarified. Yeah, that. yeah. And then when I got there, when I redshirted, they continued. They lost every single game that year. And there and that was, would be Austin P. That would University. be Austin P. Let's go in, P. In, 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 where, that's in Kentucky. It's in Clarks, Clarksville, Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. Right on the border, me. pretty much right. of Kentucky. Okay. And. There was a point in that season where we were a Hail Mary pass away from winning the game, that we had got the Hail Mary done to us. And when you have been losing all year, and then you glimpse victory for a brief moment, and then it's snatched away from you, I don't know what's more heartbreaking, to know that you almost won and lost when you've been losing, or when you've been winning and you lose something you shouldn't have lost. Well, I've been hold on, time, 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 You shouldn't have lost based on whose opinion? Based because on your team, own hopes and dreams. Well, just ba- just based on how you felt that the game played out, and you know you've been losing for so long, and then something so heartbreaking like an improbable hail mary pass brings you to your knees. It's disappointing. Yeah, but like our call, our first caller Phil mentioned, you you have to get up the next day and go to work. You I had class to, the next day. I had things to do. I had grades to worry about. There you go. There you go. And it's been a very difficult two years in, in the world, and especially in our country with you know the COVID-19 and everything else that's gone on. There's been a lot of negativity, a lot of angst, a lot of anger, a lot of hostility, a lot of fear. Sports is obviously a, an escape. But one of the things about it is I think I think – more than anything else, I, I, I think for you, and I'd love to hear from a coach about this. I think you want to teach kids to lose. You want to teach them to lose. What's going to happen when you lose, and what are you going to do and develop and grow from that? Because I think if you don't, if they don't learn how to handle that, they're not going to know how to deal with it when they get older. You know, sports and emotions go together. The highs and lows are there all over the place. Let's take the Chiefs game last week. The first half was incredible. And then right at the end of the half, you know, they tried to go for a touchdown, missed it. There was some disappointment, but people were up. We're 21-10, to 10, looking good. Well, the Bengals obviously came back in the second half. They didn't feel that way. And the result didn't end, end the way most people in Kansas City want it. So it's how you learn from that. I'll be interested to see how the Chiefs players, especially Patrick Mahomes, grow from that situation and I think he will because of watching him 
and listening to the things he says, I think he gets it. Another great situation in that game, like I said, the, the, the game against Buffalo, Harrison Bucker missed a 50-yard field goal early on, but he came back at the end of the game and made a 49-yarder the last play of the game to send it in overtime, or regulation, to send it in overtime. He learned from his mistake. He was quoted as saying, the ball didn't, you know, where he aimed at the first kick didn't go where he wanted it to because the wind shifted. So he made an adjustment and made it. That's about learning from that. How do you handle losing? How do you grow from it? Give me a call and let's talk. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. And once again, that's uh, former... NFL coach and current Arizona State head coach Herm Edwards in a very famous interview he had with the Jets years ago about them not winning. At the professional level, yes, it's about winning, but it's about development. I mean, in the end, only one team, one person comes in first place. Can you be successful if you come in third or fourth? Yes, you can, if that's an improvement and you've developed and grown. Today's topic is this. What do you learn from losing? I'd like to hear from you still. We've got plenty of time left to get some calls in here. I'd like to hear from a coach. How do you coach your team when they've lost? What do you say to them? How do you help them grow from it? Or do you get so frustrated and upset about it that you can't help them? You know, obviously, if two teams, two people go out to play an event, and if you can't tie, one person is going to come out ahead or team is going to come out ahead and the other is going to come out behind. So you have to learn something either way. If you win, why did you win? Why did you come out on top? What did you do right? But how do you develop? And if you lose, what went wrong? Why did things not go well? You know, we look, we, we talk about sports and we always talk about perfection. And the golfer is close to perfection as possible in our lifetime is Tiger Woods. And I recall years ago he was playing a warm-up round for the Masters down in Orlando with Mark O'Meara, his good friend. And the media got an acknowledgement that he was playing really well in this practice round. He shot a 59. And the media came, interviewed him afterwards. This is a couple days before he went up to Augusta. They said, gosh, Tiger, you must be feeling really good about this. No, no, no. Should have been 57. I left two putts short. Well, had he made those two putts, I guarantee you he probably would have said, well, I should have done hit this one shot closer. I could have had a 56. So what do you have to do? What is necessary to improve? Obviously, in his prime, Maybe the greatest golfer ever because he had that drive and determination and obviously a lot of other issues going on in his life. 
and he's come back. You know, he won the Masters, what, two years ago and came back in an incredible finish. Everybody loved it, unless you didn't like him. But it was a great story, you know, and, and it was because of his determination and understanding that when he didn't do well, he had to grow from it. I think youth sports is probably the greatest venue for kids to learn about who they are and what they can do. And if you fail, and we're all going to fail, and God knows I failed a lot. I choked a lot in tennis. <clears throat> it was no fun. But the issue comes down to when that happens, what do you need to do to get better from it? All right, Blake, so so my question to you is this. In all the sporting activities you participated in, what did you learn from it? What what do you think the biggest lesson you learned from, from failing was and from winning was? It's a great question. Uh, I think there's a lot of things I could say that I learned just from sports in general and how they kind of translate over to real-life scenarios. But I think with sports, you learn that failure is is inevitable. It's going to happen. It's how you view failure. And kind of going back to our Rocky quote, how you view failure. Did you learn from it? There's, a, there's another great quote. There's no such thing as lunar, l- losers. There's winners and then there's learners. I think every loss that you have, you, you learn something new either about yourself, preparation, how to handle it. And so I think the, bi- the biggest thing I, I understood or learned from sports was how to move forward, how, how to handle failure. Because if you look at failure as failure, you're always going to be a loser. But if you look at failure as a life lesson and know that, hey, this could happen again, how do you push forward? How do you learn from it? How can you keep your head high and do better next time? Because that will apply in every aspect of your life. Well, you know, I mentioned, you know, that with the Chiefs specifically, since we're in Kansas City, Harrison Bucker in the game against Buffalo misses a 50-yard field goal at the end of the first half. Missed an extra point in the second half. Chiefs have that 13-second incredible comeback. And he's faced with a 49-yard field goal to send the game in the overtime or end the season. He failed on a 50-yarder. He missed it. However you, you want to look at it, he missed it. But instead of, in, in, in his post-game or the, the interview the next day, he talked about how what that did for him was it, it helped him focus on what he had to do to make this one. He learned from missing the kick how to make it. And I think that's a great lesson for anybody in the sense of how much more pressure can that be? I mean, the whole, you know, that was one of the most watched games in NFL history. And many people said the greatest game in NFL history. And he kicks a 49 yard, which let me let me tell you, because I've worked with kickers my most of my whole career former one of the greatest kickers ever, Nick Lowry, co-host of this show. I mean, a 49-yard kick is not easy, especially to make it with the season on the line. You either make it and go into overtime or the season's over. But in his interview the next day, he talked about, you know, I was just focusing on what I do to make that kick, and I learned from when I missed the other one what I do to do better on this one. So that, that to me, is maybe one of the greatest lessons we can take from failure, a, a great example of it of when you make a mistake, but instead of 
dwelling on that and, and, and obsessing on that, you learn from it. No, I mean, you hit everything on the head right there. I, I think that at the end of the day, going back to our caller, Phil, he said, you've still got things to do outside of outside of a game. You still, you still, life doesn't stop because you lost. So you have to learn how to handle it or you will be crushed under the weight of life. I mean, I've got, I've got a uh, high school basketball player I'm working with. And he came to me because his parents said he's not handling missing shots and, and making mistakes in games. And they said, you know, when he misses a shot, he hangs his head, he mopes, he doesn't go back on defense. And, you know, a couple times in a row, put, he's back on the bench. And, you know, I've never seen him play, but according to his parents, he's a very talented young man. He's a sophomore and playing on varsity, but he gets really upset when he misses a shot. So we've been working on why. Well, I want to make all of them. I said, well, yeah, everybody wants to make all their shots, but you're going to miss it. So you have to react in a positive way rather than a negative way. So if you get upset, you're just setting yourself up for more failure. So we talk about one of the, the analogies I've been using a lot lately is, you know, when you turn on the water in your sink, it just keeps flowing until you shut it down. And in a, in a game like soccer or basketball, lacrosse, something like that, you've got to be like water coming out of the faucet. You just have to keep going. Because if you stop, you start to think. The worst thing you can do in the midst of a game like that is start thinking. And to me, it, it, there's obviously a time to think and a time not to think. Time to think is timeouts before game, halftime, things like that, or when you're on the bench, not when you're sitting in the middle playing because that'll, that's the old paralysis by analysis thing. And so the thing is this. I think, obviously, when there's a game going on, if you can't tie, one team will win and one team will lose. The bottom line comes down to what did you learn about the success or failure you had how do you grow from it? How do you get better from it? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I've been in practice for 41 years. I've worked with a lot of people on this. And I've learned a lot myself from it. And the bottom line is this. I don't care what sport you play. I don't care what level you're at. In the end, it's a game. It's a competition. And you've just got to ask yourself, what am I taking from this to make me a better person? And if you're a sports fan, as our caller Phil said, hey, you wake up the next day, you got to go to work, you got to pay your bills, you got to you got to deal with your family and life. And you've got to move on. And so that's the key thing. Keep moving on, keep growing, keep learning. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. Our shows are rebroadcast throughout the country in a number of cities. I want to thank everyone for listening. And thank these other all these different stations around the country for re- replaying our show. Our shows are podcasted here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. They're podcasted on my website, winnersunlimited.com, as well as on all the, the podcast apps. Today's topic, how you learn from losing, is something I've learned a lot from and hope you will too. Stay well. Take care. If you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me at my website, drj at winnersunlimited.com, or my office is 816-561-5556. Take care. Be safe. We'll talk to you next week. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. 